Welcome to Get Better at Garbage with your host, Colin Bell, COO of Recycle Smart, Canada's fastest growing recycling technology company. We talk tech, innovation, and inside secrets with top industry experts every week. You'll find exclusive content, interviews, and commentary from the leaders in the North American recycling industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Get Better at Garbage. Uh, thanks very much for our listeners who've been sending us in some constructive feedback and criticism lately. So we talked a little about audio quality, and yeah, we were talking to Australia last week, and for those of you who don't know, Australia is far away, and sometimes the internet quality is not great. So uh, we did get your feedback on audio, and we're doing a few tweaks behind the scenes, too, to get better audio. But today we're talking to somebody who's basically in our backyard. So hopefully the audio quality will be stellar. Uh, I'd also like to introduce a co-host joining us for the next couple of months. We have Kelly, our marketing intern, joining us, who is from UBC Solder. And today we're actually going to be talking to someone from UBC. So UBC interviewing UBC. So Kelly, welcome to the Get Better at Garbage podcast as co-host. Thank you. Really nice to be on this podcast. My first podcast ever. Um, I feel really honored. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No need to be nervous. And I think that Kelly is a podcast natural. I you know, have no experience in this whatsoever, but I'm going to give you that kudos right now. So today uh, we're talking to Jason Pang, who is the Associate Vice President of the UBC Alma Mater Society. And you focus on sustainability at the AMS. Holy, that was a mouthful. I'm so proud of myself for getting that right. Uh, Jason, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So let's get started just a little bit about you, uh, a bit about where you grew up, what you're studying in school or studied in school, and your involvement with sustainability at UBC. So my name is Jason. I'm currently, my, uh, this is my second year at the University of British Columbia. I'm studying my Bachelor's of Science in Global Research Systems. This is a very unique degree because it's very interdisciplinary and I get to choose my own courses. And so I'm focusing on environmental sustainability uh, while my time during my studies. Uh, a little bit about me. I grew up in Richmond, British Columbia. I'm an Asian Canadian immigrant, and I my passion for environmental sustainability started through my high school's environmental team, where I was the president for the last two years before I graduated uh, in 2019. And so, for right now, I'm uh, having involvement with sustainability on campus through my role as the AVP sustainability for the AMS. The AMS is the student union for the University of British Columbia, and we are in charge of student fees, the clubs, and all everything that has to do with students and student life on campus. And so for me, my job would not only include building management uh, within the AMS Nest, the student life building, but also delegating between the different sustainability clubs on campus as well. And just for people that aren't familiar with AMS, this is not like a small operation. Like AMS at UBC is like a multi-million dollar, you guys run a couple of buildings, maybe just you give us as much scale as you can, but I just want people to know that this isn't like a, a student club that meets in the basement and talks about, you know, little things. This is a fairly big operation. 
Yeah, uh, currently I work within the AMS Nest. It's a billion dollar student hub on campus. It's certified LEED Platinum. And so there's a lot of things that students advocate for and that we listen as a student union. So uh, with all, all the things that we're currently working on, for example, food insecurity with through our food bank and also uh, our current events that, uh, dealing with COVID, uh, we have a lot of things that are going on that require a lot of student fees. So I would say it's a pretty big, um, pretty big project on campus. Cool. And the Nest is the main uh, AMS building on campus as well, right? Which is operated yes. by AMS as well. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Kelly, I'm going to let you uh, pepper Jason with some questions. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for the introduction. Um, just we're going to tackle those AMS questions in a bit. But before we do that, how has your leadership involvement with the environmental programs in Richmond and the United Nations changed your perspective on sustainability? Uh, while in high school, I had the opportunity to help out and volunteer with the environmental programs, which in the city of Richmond. Uh, my main job as the team lead for the Green Ambassadors Program, a high school program meant to involve sustainability with high school students uh, within Richmond. Uh, so one of my main projects would include waste diversion at the city special events. So what happens is we gather a group of volunteers of students and we go to, for example, the Canada Day Festival or the Richmond World Day Festival, and we set up these bins. Uh, we had garbage, paper, compost, refundables and mixed containers and we would stand there during the events trying to educate uh, residents and uh, people that go to the attend the festival and tell them where to dispose of the uh, right materials there's two main benefits for us when we do that number one is we're able to educate residents on proper waste management and proper sorting uh, we have students of all ethnicities and all diversities so we're able to target immigrants that come to our event and it's really amazing to connect with your community and another benefit is that we're able to reach waste diversion rates that not normal festivals are able to reach. For example, uh, at the Richmond Maritime Festival last year, we reached around 88% of waste diversion. So that's really great and it's not usually done and really hard and difficult for other festivals to reach this amount without the use of volunteers and the use of youth engagements. And so um, that has something that I would work with, I have been working with with the city of Richmond. Um, as for the United Nations, I'm currently volunteering with the United Nations Students Development Program, trying to incorporate the student development goals with for students within UBC and um, really connecting students' passions with the sustainability development goals because something I've discovered is that everything's interconnected with sustainability and things that students may be passionate about. So for example, if for engineers, there's a lot of ways to apply engineering within sustainability and also business students as well. There's a lot of, uh, this is sustainability and social impact concentration students can choose to um, apply for at UBC Solder, and so just trying to incorporate sustainable development goals through there as well. We, uh, we did quite a social media campaign about a year ago, actually, with the UN Sustainability Goals. And yeah, it's very interesting how everything is interconnected and how, you know, even things like poverty have a direct relation back to waste diversion, which a lot of people don't really think about, but a lot of this stuff is really interconnected. You said one interesting thing I want to loop back where you said we stood by the bins trying to educate people on what goes in what. So maybe, <laughs> like, public event, Recycling is so tough. People show up at the bin, you know, they're at an event, they don't really care that much. So did you find that really challenging? And what was kind of like your worst and best story from working at that event and trying to get people to convert? Definitely. There's been times where um, when I first started, I was super introverted. And so people would just approach you and dump 
um, their garbage in the wrong bins. And um, <laughs> I was so scared. I was just this little grade nine student, and I didn't want to speak up. Um, so along the way, you learn a lot of leadership skills, a lot of communication skills along the way. And it's one of the biggest eye-opening experiences that I've had um, so far because you see so much waste. You know, usually people dump it and they don't think about it ever again. But as a volunteer, you see how much is being bagged up. You see how much compost is being piled up. And so you know that this is just a festival. But if we're looking to a wide, if we step back and look at a wide, wider lens, a city there's so much more trash that's being thrown away that could be diverted further and so that's what motivated me to stay within this program for the past five years um, in high school and so that that was certainly was um, one of the biggest highlights of my secondary school and why I chose sustainability within my degree in university um, I think a really big moment during my time volunteering was just being being able to see all the background uh, facility operations of the city, um, being able to ride in those really cool trucks that you know students don't normally <laughs> ride and go going dumpster diving at 10, 10 at night after festivals over. Those are experiences that really bonded me with other students that were also part of the program. Yeah, you get to see that behind the scenes of what happens at an event and how much waste is produced. And uh, it's mind boggling when you think of all the events going on in any given city on any given day. Well. Pre-COVID, I guess. Now there's mm -hmm. nothing coming. But yeah, pre-COVID, there would be all kinds of festivals happening, generating tons of waste. So, uh, And then getting dry in the garbage truck is always cool. One of my perks of the job, for sure. So, um, Can you give us a little bit of background about AMS sustainability and the role that the foundation has at UBC? AMS has been around for quite a while, but sustainability may be a newer focus of AMS, or just fill us in kind of where that fits. Mm -hmm. So the AMS has been uh, existing since 1915, but it wasn't until 1999 that the sustainability at the AMS found was founded through the Ad Hoc Impacts Committee. And so the main purpose of the committee was to investigate ways that the AMS, its businesses and affiliated groups or clubs can increase positive impacts on the environment while reducing negative impacts. And so my goal is to investigate sustainable and fair business practices at the AMS. and um, Currently, I'm working on a review of our current purchasing policies so that businesses can be more involved and students can really be in a space where businesses and also the student government is supporting their views on sustainability and climate action. And so uh, there's lots been changed ever since. Uh, we're currently on our third policy, AMS Sustainable Action Plan. This is a 10-year policy from 2020 to 2030 based off six main goals that we focus on including building operations, indigenous coordination, student leadership, and other um, important goals and action items that we are following for the next 10 years. So you stole one of my other questions, which was, what are you currently working on? So that's perfect. Um, what would you say has been, in your time anyway, the, one of the most successful sustainability initiatives at UBC? And I guess we should have explained to people earlier because we have listeners from all over. UBC stands for University of British Columbia. It's the university in our, our backyard here in, uh, in Vancouver where Recycle Smart is based. So yeah, it's not some weird acronym. It's not a new rap band. It's uh, University of British Columbia. Um, so yeah, what would you say if you were to retire tomorrow and you'd say, this, the one initiative I worked on that really made an impact was X? Mm. I think uh, the most, for me, my personal favorite project that has been done at the AMS is Roots on the Roof. 
Uh, this is a student-run club that manages the roof, uh, rooftop garden space uh, on top of the AMS student nest. Uh, this was founded in 2014, and it was really cool seeing all the students coming together to grow food and talk about food security and talk about uh, urban gar urban farming within UBC. And so that has been a project that uh, made, has made a very big impact, not only to the community, but also to the health and living aspect of students on campus as well. Cool. So you guys grow food on the roof and then wh what happens to that food? Is it just like come by and grab some carrots or does it go somewhere specific or? Mm -hmm. They can go to different places. They can go to farmer's markets that also um, are used to for uh, community bonding events. So there's a lot of cookouts that happen on the roof. And so it's a really cool initiative that uh, students are able to grow food, but also eat the food that they grow and provide it to all the uh, spaces on campus that may might need food uh, to offer to students as well. Cool. Yeah, there's, I only mentioned carrots because that's one thing that if you if you grow your own carrots and pick them fresh out of the garden, there's something about fresh carrots that is uh, like nothing else. You can't get that in the grocery store. I don't know why. Someone should do a study on why fresh carrots are so much better. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, uh, do you want to ask uh, Jason a few questions a little bit more about some of the specific stuff at UBC? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a big fan of Roots on the Roof. I see the impact that it definitely has on like all the students and Along with Roots on the Roof, I also seen the impact that wooden utensils have had on students because whenever I invite uh, my friends over to UBC, they're always like, wow, you guys don't have plastic anywhere? And I'm like, yes, we changed all our utensils to wooden. So I was just wondering, um, how have you measured your impact in your environmental footprint after the change from plastic utensils onto wooden utensils at UBC? Yeah, so in 2019, the AMS adapted the Zero Waste Foodware Innovation Strategy. And so this is a plan, uh, a five-year plan for the AMS to kind of replace all the single-use utensils within uh, the AMS. So for example, we're replacing everything with wooden utensils. And in the future, we're going to slowly implement a fee on the wooden utensils. So students can get into the habit of bringing their own reusable utensils. So we're trying to Limit, limit our impact and trying to consume as little as possible within the businesses and food outlets within the nest. Uh, some of the things that we've noticed so far is there's definitely a change in perspective. As at UBC, we pride ourselves over 30% of our undergraduate students are from an international, um, our international students. And so uh, there's a big difference between what they do in their home countries and what they do at UBC with so much change in like, for example, uh, recycling um, com compostable um, containers to wooden utensils. These are things that students might not be uh, not might not be used to. And so we're really taking that step by step approach with this strategy, trying to make sure that no one is being left behind, and trying to involve businesses and students as much as possible. Uh, some of the ways we've been able to measure impacts uh, in our environmental footprint and our wooden utensils at UBC. Uh, would it be through a program called Dashboard. Dashboard is going to be a interactive, kind of like a interactive digital whiteboard uh, within the Interactive Sustainability Center within the Student Life Building. And so this measures all the data of our uh, energy, water, uh, waste output, and our waste diversion rates, and all the other things that we can measure, including sustainability clubs on campus. And, um, and so that's how we're measuring the thing uh, we're, we're measuring the our impact and we're going to be uploading all this information to our website as well so we can inform students about the impacts we're making the projects we're doing and what uh what are the flaws that we're currently need to be focusing on 
Kelly, I'm just going to jump in because Jason, that's a super interesting point about people from other countries. And we, we talk about this with uh, hotels all the time because hotels will just put a blue bin in the room and say, oh, it's a recycling bin. And we say, well, if you're coming from, you know, China or Sweden or Australia or Germany, like the recycling programs are so different. And so I think often people forget that like what you do here is not the same as what other countries do. And so you really have to be cognizant of that. It's interesting because UBC has a huge, as you mentioned, huge international student uh, population. So you can't just throw in a blue bin and say, oh, everyone knows a blue bin is for recycling because some people may have never seen a blue bin before. Yeah, and it's kind of confusing because the recycling, um, what can be recycled at UBC might be a little bit different than what, what could be recycled in the city of Richmond or the city of Vancouver uh, because UBC does recycle its own waste. One really prime example of this is compostable containers, uh, containers with a wax lining that says they're 100% compostable, those can be put in the green bin within UBC. But in the city of Richmond, that is something that the current um, composting site is not able to take care of right now. And so in Richmond, you have to put the things that are listed as 100% compostable in the garbage bin. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> All right, sorry to butt in on your question, Kelly. I'll, I'll mute now. <laughs> no worries at all. On the same topic of waste management, Having a huge like waste management system at UBC, I already know that our waste does get sorted quite well, but I was just wondering how could you see this process improving in the future? I think one of the biggest action items that UBC really needs to take is zero waste living and um, learning more about waste diversion within residence halls. Uh, during my first year, I had the opportunity to live on residence and I've noticed that many students disregard waste management and disregard uh, di diverting their waste, composting, uh, recycling, even just simply putting paper towels within the compost bin when they've, they've been putting in the garbage. These are things that, you know, even those students might be doing within in, at school, but when they're in at home, it's completely different. And so I think that's something that UBC can look into a bit more. Also with residents, uh, with furniture and um, with purchasing, a lot of students buy, for example, new rugs, new chairs during the first day of school, and then they have to go back to their home country and so they leave things here and there's a lot of waste as well. So I think another opportunity for UBC to take is to find ways to grab those items that would have been thrown away and maybe resell it during the next year so we can limit uh, the amount of virgin material that we're consuming as a university. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you know if UBC is doing any programs right now that are helping educate students about proper waste management? So the University Sustainability Initiative has a zero waste squad. These are dedicated students that are interested in sustainability and also waste management where they go to different events in the booth within, for example, the UBC Nest or maybe even the uh, residence halls and educate students about waste diversion within at UBC, you can check them out on their website and they have lots of great resources and opportunities for students to learn about waste management and how to properly divert their waste. Yeah, I think getting students to sort waste is definitely challenging because often other priorities, um, you know, like partying or doing schoolwork sometimes. But yeah, it's definitely something that getting, I know when I was in university, definitely recycling was not top of mind. There's a few other things on top there, but um, what's a common misconception about waste management from UBC students? Like you've been working in the sustainability field. You know, we often hear people say, oh, nothing gets recycled anyway, they just dump it in the same truck, um, or, you know, 
there's someone sorting it out the other end. So I'm just going to throw my, you know, lamp in the recycling bin and someone will figure it out. So what's kind of one of the big myths of recycling at UBC that you'd like to dispel? Personally, there's a quote that I think really applies to UBC right now and how students are viewing waste management. Um, it goes like, uh, we don't need a handful of people to doing waste, zero waste perfectly, but we need millions of people doing zero waste imperfectly. And so everyone thinks that, you know, they can't make mistakes or they have to put, put everything in the right bin or else, you know, something bad will happen. But I think it's important for us to, to educate ourselves and make mistakes along the way. Even for me, I make mistakes all the time. Um, I'm learning that in Vancouver, you can't actually put parchment paper in the compost bin. And that was something that I didn't know and something that I would always thought was um, something that you can do. And so there's a lot of different sources and around the world and around the internet. And so I think it's just important to be involved and also just to try to educate yourself as much as possible. Right. So they don't worry about doing it right every time. You know, don't just give up and throw it all in the garbage because you're like, recycling's too hard. I'm probably going to screw it up. I'm just going to throw it in the garbage bin and run away. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, don't give up. No, it's true. And it can be discouraging because like you said, you think back and say, wow, I've been putting parchment paper in the compost bin for the last five years. And today I just found out it doesn't go in there. And then you're kind of looking at yourself going, what am I doing? But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's constantly changing. It's an interesting field. And that's why you know, we find the work at Recycle Smart super interesting. Even in our office, you talk about paper towel. I just had to pull paper towel out of the kitchen wrapper recycling bin last week here. And we're a bunch of recycling experts. So even we get confused sometimes and go the wrong way. Um, last question. So we always ask this question. Um, it's, we think it's a window into the soul of a person. Um, and we ask people, how do they like their eggs cooked? So actually, first we have to ask you, do you eat eggs? Because otherwise this question goes nowhere. Yeah, I do eat eggs. I think... Okay. I think it's my favorite breakfast food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's, what's your go-to on, on type of egg? Um, I think my favorite way how eggs are made are through an omelet. I think your eggs are a great way to bind different flavors together. And so uh, I really liked omelets in, in university during my first year in residence. So nice. my go-to is omelets. <laughs> That's very un Actually, we haven't had anyone say omelet yet ever on the podcast. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> get creative and there's a real art to omelets too like there's good omelets and then other people make omelets that maybe aren't as fluffy or delicious so, uh, <laughs> all right so uh we'll have to get your omelet recipe and we can post it when we get the podcast live thanks very much jason it was great to speak to you and very interesting perspective that you bring from a university we're working often with a lot of commercial operators which is a whole different challenge but university a whole nother beast and uh, AMS obviously running a fairly large operation at UBC with the Nest and all the food service. Uh, we're going to do a little more research into the wooden cutlery because that is really interesting. I was not aware of that. And so much in the news lately about single use plastic, uh, a couple of bans coming out soon in BC with various municipalities. So hopefully they can learn a few things from UBC and how you guys did it. So that concludes this episode of Get Better at Garbage. As always, you can catch past episodes on your favorite platform. Spotify, Apple, or on the Recycle Smart website. Until next week, keep it trashy. Well, that's a wrap for this week. Remember, you can recycle past episodes at www.recycle-smart.com slash podcast and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for joining us and remember to get better at garbage. Rock the recycling.
and save some serious dough.